The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, as he showed himself in this way. Gathered there together were Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Canaan, Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, we will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, children, you have no fish, have you? They answered him, no. He said to them, cast a net to the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in because there were so many fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes, for he was naked, and jumped into the sea. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from land, only about 90 meters off. When they got ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish. 153 of them. And then, and though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter felt hurt because he had said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep.
Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and to go wherever you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. He said this to indicate the kind of death by which he would glorify God. After this, he said to him, follow me. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Alleluia. Follow me. Many biblical scholars believe today's chapter of the Gospel was added by John after his original Gospel was completed. Previous chapters spoke about the tomb being empty and that the risen Christ had a real body, which still bore the marks of the nails and the spear thrust in his side. This story goes a step further. The emphasis of this story is to make it quite clear the reality of the resurrection of the Lord in a human form. The risen Christ was not a vision, not an hallucination, not even a spirit, but a real person. When we read today's Gospel, the first thing we notice was Jesus called his disciples children. Calling the disciples children may sound odd to us, but we have to remember we hear quite often in the Gospels about becoming children of God. Jesus then tells them to cast their nets to the right side of the boat. This would not have been a strange instruction to the disciples, as sometimes fishermen would have a spotter on the shore or in the water. Because of the reflection of the sun or clouds on the water, from that vantage point, the spotter or someone walking in the sea or on the shore could quite often see a school of fish that those in the boat could not see. After a short period of time, John realizes that it is actually Jesus speaking to them, and Peter jumps into the sea and swims to shore. Peter must have been quite an impulsive individual. We know in the past that he was the one who tried to walk on water towards Jesus. A couple of weeks ago, we heard that he cut the ear off a servant. And today he jumps into the sea instead of waiting for the boat to come ashore. When they came ashore, they saw a charcoal fire with fish on it. John is making it quite clear that Christ is in a human form. 
This is not a hallucination which all the disciples are experiencing. A vision or a spirit would not point out a school of fish to some fishermen. A vision or spirit would not have a charcoal fire on the seashore. And certainly, a vision or spirit would not be cooking a meal as there would be no need for food. Yet this is what John tells us the risen Christ had done. John goes on purposely to mention that they caught 153 fish. Many believe John quite often had hidden meanings in his gospel. There have been many theories about the number of fish, 153. The simplest of explanation is the one given by St. Jerome. He said that in the sea there are 153 different kinds of fish. This catch is one which includes every kind of fish, and therefore the number symbolizes the fact that someday all men and women of all nations will be gathered together to Jesus Christ. We also heard, even though there was a great number of fish, the net was not torn. So the net symbolizes the church and shows that there is room for everyone with no restrictions. We truly are a universal church. Next, we have to look at who brought the net from the boat to the shore. Simon Peter. We know from Matthew's Gospel, Christ said, And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. So we have Peter responsible for bringing all people to Jesus and eternal life. After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Do you love me more than these? This question could be taken in two ways. Jesus could be asking Peter, Do you love me more than these disciples? Or he could be asking while spreading his arms, Do you love me more than all these worldly treasures you see in front of you? This is a really good question for all of us and something we should meditate on, especially during this Easter season. Do we love Christ more than the worldly things around us that we sometimes put so much time and emphasis on acquiring? Jesus asked Peter three times, Do you love me? Peter must have felt guilty, ashamed, and unworthy. He was supposed to be the rock of the church, yet when Jesus was going through the worst hours of his life, Peter had denied him three times. By asking Peter this question, our Lord was showing his forgiveness to Peter. Through Christ's example, 
we too must be willing to forgive people if we are going to be able to move on in our lives and follow in Christ's footsteps. By affirming his love for Jesus three times, Peter had the opportunity to forgive himself and help offset the memory he was surely holding on to of denying Jesus. Quite often, when someone forgives us, it makes us feel much better. But sometimes, we still have difficulty forgiving ourselves. I hear this quite often in my prison chaplaincy. While asking Peter if he loved him, Christ also gave him a task of taking care of his flock. <clears throat> Loving something or someone also brings tasks and responsibilities. We know that we have tasks and responsibilities for our families, our friends, and our neighbors. This is especially true when it comes to our children. And there are even greater tasks and responsibilities as they advance through the different stages of their youth. In fact, most of us don't even want to talk about the trials and tribulations of raising our children in the teenage and young adult years when our patience is sometimes challenged to the extreme. I'm sure most of you could tell many stories. In summary, John's Gospel today reminds us of many of the foundations of our faith. Christ truly was resurrected in a human form. We are all children of God. One day, all men and women of all nations will be gathered together to Christ, and therefore we truly are a Catholic, Erastopolic, and universal church. Simon Peter was chosen as the father of the church, and our Pope Francis continues that leadership role today. Love of God comes first above all else, especially worldly possessions. Our Lord's forgiveness, forgiveness of others, and forgiveness of ourselves, as we recite today in the words of the Our Father. The focus of Easter is not just what happened to Jesus, but what is happening for all of us. Our risen life begins now, as our Lord invites all of us to a life as followers and imitators of Christ. As he emptied himself for us, so are we to offer our lives in the care and service of others. This is our preparation time to think and act upon our own transformation from our earthly journey to our eternal journey as children of God. Follow me. <clears throat>